And now, coming to you live from Faith, Texas. Is there anything special that you would like to hear us do? It's the hashtag brother of baseball, Willie M.T. Jr. Here goes the neighborhood. Like my pop used to say, the late, great Willie Epting Sr., Reverend Willie Epting Sr., the more things change, the more they stay the same. Willie Epting Jr., hashtag Brothers of Baseball Show, right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in to yet a, another episode of this show. Got a lot to get into um, here specifically about the events that are taking place up in Minneapolis with the killing of one Mr. George Floyd. Uh, before we go any further, this first segment is being brought to you by Amazing Amazon. BGC Big Deals just became amazing. Introducing Amazing Amazon Deals with Amazon Savings virtually on everything. Just go to bgcsports.net and click on the Amazing Amazon Deals page and absolutely take advantage of the deals being offered by Amazon. From the station that might need to change its name to Amazing, we are the BGC Sports Amazing Network. Big day. Dopest engineer on the planet. What's going on? Baseball fans all around the rock. Uh, back at it. Got an abbreviated first segment, but it's all good. Um, want to go ahead and pay our condolences and send our thoughts and prayers and well wishes to the George Floyd family and all of those that he is connected to, to include his two daughters as he was killed as the result of one former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin with his knee on the neck of Mr. George for nearly nine minutes two and a half of those minutes uh, at the end where Mr. George had completely become unresponsive and he died as a result of that now Chauvin has been since charged with third degree murder and I believe first degree manslaughter but this is what this is this continues to be an assault uh, it, uh, it it continues to be an assault on people of color in what is supposedly the United States of America United and these actions by these officers who are pro or are paid to protect and serve does not in any way descriptive of United. No way, no how, no way whatsoever. Um and George Floyd okay so they said that he allegedly had a counterfeit bill okay where did he get the counterfeit bill from I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a money making machine at his residence but even if that's the case and if he did do that nine minutes with a knee on one of the most vulnerable parts of our body ridiculous ridiculous and I heard Stephen A. Smith say on Monday 
on first take about the training that these officers, not just these particular officers, but the officers that have perpetuated these events of killing us. They don't need more training. They need common sense. No, what they really need is humanism. They need a heart. And no training can give you that. You either have it or you don't. And as the video continued to go forth and the smirk on that man's face as Mr. George was screaming, I can't breathe. Even yelling for his mama. I saw evil in that man's eyes. I saw evil on that man's face. And for the other people, the other officers that were there without the proper protocol to restrain their colleague, not even knowing when enough is enough. And for those bystanders that watched that man die right in front of their eyes sickening sickening I'm going to read some tweets from some prominent Major League Baseball uh, people uh, at Stroh or yeah at STR Zero Stroh Marcus Strowman pitcher for the New York Mets racism is thriving in America that's a fact if you choose to turn a blind eye to it, you are part of the problem that will continue to destroy this nation. Wake up and look in the mirror. Okay, the, truer words were never spoke. Truer words were never spoke. At uh, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, outfielder for the Philadelphia Phillies, at the Crutch Twenty Two, I feel for hashtag George Floyd. He should be alive. I don't want pity. I want change. Is it so much to ask for? To be equal? To be considered equal? Hmm. Adam Wainwright, pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. Or no, I'm sorry, he's with the Mets as well now. At Uncle Charlie50. Written by my sweet wife about my awesome little boy, Caleb Adam Wainwright. Precious little boy, judged for the color of this beautiful, perfect skin, I hate that the innocence and joy will be stolen from him when he learns the prejudice prejudices of men of color deal with. I can't imagine how much that will hurt, how scary it will feel. I want to keep him like this, knowing nothing but pure, unconditional love. But more importantly, I want things to change to do or to be better for him and his generation that then they are right now. I have no answers on how to. And let me just say this as I have about five minutes left to go in the segment on Sunday in Mansfield, Texas, which is one of the more affluent suburbs of Dallas, Fort Worth. I saw at the intersection of Broad, Broad Street in 360 highway 360 teenagers students black and white holding up black lives matter posters they were locked 
in arms. And as Jalen, as Jalen, uh, Jalen Rose says, you need to be lock and step with us. So I had said this on a previous show, Shakeback Sports Show, Big Game Christian Sports Network, 12s and 6s, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Mark Weston Huff, Corey Ellison, and your boy. Talked about it a couple shows ago. In order for these things to begin to not happen anymore, it is going to take my brothers and my sisters who are a little bit lighter shade than I am to stand up not for us or not just for us but stand with us in the most trying of times this man's death uh, Botham Jean's death Ahmaud Arbery's death and so many others Deanna, uh, Deanna Taylor so many other deaths at the hands of either white cops or white citizens these deaths should no longer uh, or let me say this they should not they, they, we have to make it to where their deaths were not in vain racism in this country they, they want to say it's alive no it's been alive it's been alive I've been one of those ones racially profiled at Walmart by the police passed over for jobs because of my skin color I had training in elementary school in, in, in one of the grades I was the only black person in my class so it is not just alive ladies and gentlemen it is alive and thriving like uh like Dexter no like uh, Marcus Stroman said so I had to take a break from social media as we got about two minutes left to go in this first segment I had to take a break from not social media from Facebook because I got tired of trying to reason with people who have no reason to understand what I'm talking about now there's a difference between not having a reason to understand or not understanding but still want to do something and help the narrative gets shifted I ask a question you answer my question with a question that's the, that's the problem there's no communication we just want to be heard alright um, second segment I got Colin Thoreau catcher for the Oakland A's coming up I wanted to talk a little bit about the possibility of Major League Baseball returning in the last minute or so of the uh, of the segment uh, the most recent or there's two recent plans out there that could bring back Major League Baseball the 114 game season that would set to begin on July 4th weekend and also uh, another proposal uh, between or, or by Major League Baseball's owners and the players that will see a 50 game season now both of these would of course have expanded playoffs um, the situation with the money for the players I hope that it will not remain a sticking point because you're going to make this back if you if you are if you're going about this the righteous way you're going to make the money back somewhere so if it's a 114 game season um, the players will get 70% of their prorated or prorated 70% of prorated salaries at 70% of their total salary. If it goes down to 50 games, they only get 30%. 
get the 114 games going, get the agreement done, get it signed, and let's get our butts back on the baseball diamonds and in the parks and in the media booths for us fans and media people. All right, that's going to wind it down for the first segment of the Hashtag Bros of Baseball show. Come on back on the other side of the break. Colin Thoreau, Oakland A's, Big Game Christian Sports Network, Big Day, Willie F. T. Jr. Y'all come on back and holler at us. Welcome you back to the Hashtag Brothers of Baseball show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. To the dopest engineer on the planet, Big Day, what's going on? Baseball fans all around the planet, I promise it is going to be okay one of these days. Uh, just in case you missed it in the first segment, we talked about these things that are going on in Major League Baseball, but not uh, in regard to the Major League ba- Baseball Players Association trying to get the deal hammered out with the owners as far as resuming play, hopefully sometime here in the very near future. So, before we go any further in this second segment, it is being brought to you by Carter Paws. Feeling stressed? Well, you're not alone. You're not alone in this thing. Trust me, stress is an unpleasant part of life, so call Carter Paws. Carter Paws is committed to providing individuals groups, ministries, and businesses with great space solutions. Visit CarterPaws.org today and discover real solutions for life. This time, it is going on. If you are stressed, holler at my people. They will get you straight. All right. This gentleman coming to the stage is no longer a stranger to this show. He is definitely family at this point in time. Got him on the BGC Sports Fork Talk Eatery Sports Hotline where the food is hashtag forking delicious. Oakland A's catcher Colin Thoreau. Colin, what's going on, man? Going on, Willie. Thanks for having me, bro. Good to be back. Man, I'm glad to see that you are doing all right out there. I know that uh you guys are chomping at the bit, uh, figuratively and probably literally as well. Um, you know, with all this stuff going on with the pandemic, and uh I just appreciate you taking out taking out the time, man, to talk to us once again. Uh, like I said, you are in no ways family, or you by no ways a stranger anymore. You're family, so all right, man. So just kind of tell the people what you've been up to, man. How you doing with all this stuff going on? You know what? I've uh, I actually can't really complain, man. I've uh, you know obviously I'd I'd much rather you know all this stuff not be going on and be you know smack dab in the middle of season right now, but. I've kind of been able to um, do everything I've needed to do. I'm out here in Frisco and uh, just uh, I've been able to work out, hit, throw, catch bullpens. Um, you know, I- I've had to get creative sometimes, you know, like they'll backpack up with books and do some bicep curls. But other than that, man, I- I've been I've been lucky. I know a lot of guys have, uh, you know, had some uh, troubles staying sharp during this time, but um, yeah, I've been I've been lucky. I've kind of had access to everything I needed, so um, it hasn't been too bad, man. It's uh, you know just try to look at the bright side, a little extra quality time with my my girlfriend and the dog, and um, so just trying to take advantage of that while we can, and hopefully playing some baseball soon. Yeah, once again, this is Willie Epstein Jr. hashtag Brothers of Baseball show right here, at Big Game Christian Sports Network. Got my big homie, my brother, my little brother from another mother, Colin Thrown <laughs> with us, man. So. As a fan, you know, or I'm, I'm, I was a fan first before this media thing started going the way that it's going, which I'm very blessed and proud to be a part of. But 
as a fan, it, it's it's getting kind of boring watching old clips of Derek Jeter against my Oakland A's, or against our Oakland A's. Uh, that stupid back, uh, flip from Blood. the back where he did, where J- Jeremy Giambi, if he'd have just slid, he would have been safe. I'm kind of tired of watching all that stuff, man. What about you? Yeah, no, I, uh, I mean, yeah, growing up in the Bay Area, man, that play haunted me. And you know, you know what's funny is I, I've never heard either of their uh, like takes on it, Giambi or Jeter, because everybody was always like, you know, Jeter didn't even need to make the flip, and what if Giambi slid? But also, you know, a lot of dudes slow down when they slide, and you lose ground, and you know. It all happened for a reason. It was part of Jeter's story, part of Giambi's story. So, nah, man, I'm I'm I'm, I'm firm believer that if that dude would have slid, he would have been safe, and history would have been rewritten for sure. I also question if he was even out. I always feel like he looked safe, to be honest. And there there was no replay back then. Yeah, yeah. The tag the tag doesn't it doesn't sell me on it, but you know, nobody ever really talks about that side either. But. Yeah. Here we are. I mean, what year was that? That was 2001 or two. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere in there. But and you know, it's kind of like me, man, with the with the Raiders and the Patriots, with the stupid tuck rule and all that with Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm still holding a grudge about that, so I'll forever hold a grudge against the Yankees for that as well. So, so you say, so you say you're back in Frisco. And when I talk to you, or when you talk to us, let me put it that way, when you talk to us back in, I think it was February, and you were yeah. headed out. Where were you? Where were you headed to at that point? I was uh, I was on my way to spring training. Um, I made it out to spring training. I got uh, you know the big league spring training invite with the big boys, and I got about a month of that. And uh, you know, right as uh, minor league camp started rolling, all the minor leaguers, the rest of them started showing up. Um, that's kind of when all this uh, pandemic quarantine stuff hit. So um, I got about a month of spring training, and then back to Texas. So okay, so you've been back in Texas for a couple of months now, then. Yeah, for a while. So did they? Did the did the squad? Did the, did the big the big squad send everybody home, or did some people stay back, or how did that work? Yeah, it, it was kind of just uh, your own discretion a little bit because you know there's so much uncertainty. So I, I stayed back for like a week when it first hit, when they kind of dismissed it because we couldn't go to the facility. Everything was closed down. Luckily, Arizona was still pretty uh, functioning, so I stuck it. I stuck it out for like a week, tried to feel it out, and uh, once I kind of got the feeling that things weren't gonna get rolling anytime soon, I got out of there. So, yeah, and I can only imagine. I remember we we kind of communicated a little bit through uh, Instagram Messenger, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, I I just assumed at that point you were still there, and you may have been at that particular point in time. Um, but I was just kind of curious and I know the listeners out there are pretty curious too as to how the club handled that and I saw where um, this was a couple months ago when they were having the issues with the pay and they were saying that we're going to pay certain levels of uh, the farm system even up to the major leagues a a set a a certain amount of dollars up to a certain point and this, this thing that's been going on with the A's and not making the rent has me a little concerned about that, but um, I, I won't ask you about that because that's, yeah. that's that's just that's business, and I don't I don't know enough about it. But what you know, what we're particularly interested in, in is is the process and you know the in between stuff, the in between the the stuff that you have to do to get between in the lines. And when you um, when you mentioned that you had gotten the invite to the to the big squad down in Arizona, how did that how did that play out? How did that come? Did they what what did they do? They they call you or they call your agent? So, so what's funny is um, 
originally I had been invited to what we called mini camp. It was like an early minor league camp. There's a, a handful of guys that show up early and because obviously the major leaguers, they report uh, a couple weeks earlier. And so um, I was invited to mini camp and essentially it's like you're there stand ready early you're you're expected to get in some games back up some games and, and help them out with their practices me as a catcher help out bullpens and so i was already on my way down and, and major league camp had just the pitchers had just reported it was like two days into it and i was reporting early for my early camp i was going down a couple days early and i got a call from a, a number i didn't recognize and they're like hey uh you know bob melvin the manager wants another catcher in camp you know your name was was the first one that came up and you know a lot of guys agreed and they're like when can you get down here and i'm like i'm like dude i'm two hours out i was like i was already coming down early and they're like cool see you tomorrow so mm-hmm. um i was like you know that last dude invited but uh better than no inviting you know had a blast for a month got to soak it up it was awesome so oh man and that, that sounds like a tremendous story and those are the types of things and the stories that you know people like me that didn't get a chance to get to that level you know we may have played up until high school maybe some intramural ball in college but never to the level that you're at and I've always been fascinated and I'm sure people like me have been fascinated on you know what makes what does it take for an athlete to get to the spot that they're at and that's why I can appreciate the story so much because they're their learning processes for me and their entertainment for me as well but it's a true testament of um the attitude and the mindset that you have to have in order to make it to that level so so now that um now that we are you know really into june and the news came out a couple weeks ago that there's a likelihood that or they were trying they were shooting for july 4th weekend to resume play um, which I thought would be a perfect week, uh, a perfect time to start, and you would have what eighty or so games uh, yep. there. Um, About half the season, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, so if 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 that does actually take place, will you be able to pick up where you left off when they invited you down, or what? So, I mean, if I'm being honest, I think there's ninety nine point nine percent chance there's no minor league season, uh-huh. no single A, double A, triple A, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, from what I'm hearing that, you know, if the owners and the players finally do come to an agreement, um, most people think that they'll expand the rosters, the major league roster from 25 to 30, um, you know, just because they're going to have to fit so many games in in such little time and double headers and whatnot. And so they'll do that. And then everybody's belief is that they'll have what's called like a taxi squad or a stay hot squad um, of like 20 or so guys. Um, whether at the, you know, in Oakland or wherever or in Arizona, just staying practicing, staying ready. So um, that's kind of what I have my sights set on. You know, hopefully I'm included in the plans for like that stay hot club, you know, um, so I could still go and play ball and kind of, you know, continue my development and showing the A's what I could do. And um, that's just kind of what I have my sights set on for right now. Yeah, you know what? And I'm glad you mentioned that, brought that back up because I actually talked about it in the last episode of what that plan was going to possibly look like and i thought that you know what this may be kind of interesting but then i thought further it's like well you know major league baseball season 100 is 162 games and those casual fans or people that are not in the media probably don't really start paying attention to the game until i don't know maybe the trade deadline um and then i start thinking well maybe 
They, I wonder if they're entertaining this possibly being the norm going forward. Maybe not to 80 games, but maybe reducing it by maybe 20 or 40 games. Have you heard mm-hmm. anything like that at all? Or what, what would your thought be on that? With, with the I know. Fact, I mean, I, I think that's always been a conversation of, of limiting the games or, or, or somehow you know making playoffs longer because the baseball playoffs are uh, have just been insane seems like the last 10 years you know really really good stuff so um i think there's always notions but i think when it comes down to like records you know stats i I think it's so so hard to uh make that commitment because you're talking about guys you know they're they're legend Mm -hmm. you know guys ability like mike trout you know if they cut 30 games out of the season then let's say he plays another 10 years and that's another 300 games that he didn't get to hit another 100 home runs that's you know true. so that's true i think that comes into play and i think you know baseball it's, it's such a game rooted in its past and history and tradition that I, I think as many changes as they do or have made and are wanting to make i think that's one that'll stick for a long time it's just yeah i and it's funny that you mentioned that because you talk we you know we hear about the traditionalists in the media and whatnot and how they are set sort of set in their ways and you know basically with the replay just coming into fruition within a few seasons ago and i didn't think about it from that standpoint about the kickback that will probably be um probably be developed if they try to do something like that and then you made a, 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 a just a whole nother point of it when you start talking about the stats i thought that was incredible so um once again this is willie epstein jr Hashtag Brothers of Baseball Show, Big Game Christian Sports Network, Colin Thoreau on the line with us, Oakland A's catcher, courtesy of the BGC Sports Fork Talk Eatery Sports Hotline, where the food is hashtag forking delicious. <laughs> All right, so that's my Snagglepuss uh, <laughs> impersonation, a, ba- a very bad Snagglepuss impersonation. So we got about five minutes left to go in the segment, Colin. And uh, once again, man, I appreciate you coming on and talking about this. So, all right, so you know, I, I've been doing, I've been watching some old games here lately, and um, one game that really stuck out to me was uh, this was way before your time, but I just want to know if you've had any uh, insight or seen any maybe uh, highlights of it. And that's when Roger Clemens struck out twenty in a uh-huh. game. Um, did you? Did you? <laughs> I know that's before your time, but did you? Did you see any clips or highlights of any of that? Oh yeah, I've, I, th- I think I've always seen that. You know, clips of that game growing up and stuff like that. When he was, he was still with the Red Sox, right? He was still with the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. I think that was mm-hmm. in '86. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't. I wasn't quite around yet. <laughs> <laughs> I just dated myself, ladies and gentlemen, on the international airway. Roger was a young buck then. Yeah, that he was, but he was yeah. he was so dominant, man, that. You know all the allegations with the juice and whether he did or didn't. I'm not here really to discuss that um, because he was. I feel like him and Barry Bonds would have been dominant whether they were yeah. or were not on it. If they were on it, so um, yeah. No yeah they, they, and, and for them not to be into the Hall of Fame at this point, I think is kind of ridiculous. But. I don't have a vote, and if I did, I would vote vote those guys in. I'll tell you, they got they got to switch up the votes, man, of who qualifies for those votes because there's some salty old dudes who just they don't get it, you know. And, and everything changes, Colin. I mean, we're not in that era of 
not only sports, not only baseball, but we're not in that era of life anymore. I mean, it's so it's so old. And baseball, you know, baseball is the sport that has been around the longest. So it's going to be the sport, in my opinion, that's going to hold on to its traditions the longest, which they've done and they've proven that. Um, not nearly as progressive as the NBA or the NFL, um, but still, I mean, even- my thing is, why don't we, why I don't understand why I mean, and this is I don't know any of the writers that have votes personally, and I'm sure a lot of them are really really intelligent and really thoughtful, you know, people, and they take a lot of pride in their vote, but. I don't understand why the people who the players who are in the Hall of Fame don't have a vote or the current players or, or people who meet a certain like uh, requirement get a vote. And, and to me, I, I feel like the players that are in now, you know, living and breathing, they should have as much of a vote as anybody. Man, that is another quality point. And uh, man, I don't know who you know, but you need to bring that up to somebody out there. because <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, man, because how are you going to effectively play somebody in the in the halls of immortality or not based on your personal feelings about the guy? Cause right. I, yeah, that's what I, there's dudes who, who vote for one dude just to make a point. And I'm like, what do you you're, you're messing with people's legacy, man, mm-hmm. with their livelihood? Yeah. You yeah. know, because you got a grudge. You know, yeah, and and I, I did a, this last episode. I did. I, I talked about the uh, the Hall of Fame classes. We got about a minute and a half left to go in this segment. I talked about the last class or the 2020 class a little bit, and then the, I looked ahead to the 2021 class. And you actually have to go back and listen to that show to hear those names because I can't remember off the top of my head who they were. But I do remember saying that there were no household names in the 2021 class, and mm-hmm. people like Todd Helton who I think it should be in the Hall of Fame based on the uh, performance that he, performances that he put up with, not or performance that he put up, but not so much where he played his home baseball. Yeah, yeah. I don't like yeah. <laughs> holding that against him. What, what was he supposed to do about it? Ask for a trade because he was hoping to get in the Hall of Fame? That's not his fault. He did what he was supposed to do. Yeah, and, if, and, and, and players, I mean, unless they're just, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, unless they're just disgruntled to the point to where they just can't stand being there anymore, you guys don't really want to get traded, do you? I mean, you really would want to. No, I mean, guys have families, houses, your kids are going to school, you know, it's you're comfortable. And why wouldn't you want to hit in Colorado and, and put up crazy numbers, man? I mean, <laughs> They wouldn't. I mean, that's a, you know what? Too. This is my. I know we don't have a lot of time, but my point. Thirty seconds. My biggest case for Barry is San Francisco is maybe one of the hardest parks to hit in, and he made that thing look like a little league field. Daddy again. Daddy. Dudes who were juicing just as hard as he was allegedly, yeah. but <laughs> that he did, man, out there hitting things in McCovey Cole. But once again, man, yeah. I appreciate you calling for coming on with us, man. That's going to wind it down for this second segment of the Hashtag Brothers of Baseball Show. Come on up on the other side of the break, man. We got another special guest. Stay tuned for that, man. Once again, Willie Epstein Jr., Big Game Chris Sports Network. Y'all come back and holler up. Back to the hashtag Brothers of Baseball show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Willie Epting Jr. holding it down, rolling solo once again back in the fold. Just in case you missed it in the second segment, I have another new family member on the line with me for the third time. That will be Oakland Ace catcher Colin Thoreau. We chopped it up about everything that's been going on while the pandemic is taking place. So, I have another special guest 
who is now considered to be family. He is a catcher, the catcher for the Texas Rangers. Hashtag together we. None yeah. other than hip hop Jose, Jose Trevino. Jose, what's going on, man? What's up? What's up? You doing all right? Man, I'm doing good. I'm so glad that you uh, took some time out of your schedule to come on the show. Uh, before I actually go any further, I want to tell everybody that this uh, this third and final segment is being brought to you by the overhyped, uno- slightly under- or overhyped, uh, slightly censored and unofficial NBA draft talk. We'll be live, live, live from TJ's Catfish and Wings June 23rd at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. We'll be going live on Facebook as well well as on the radio uh so if you ain't got nothing to do we're gonna be back at the place where it started all tj's catfish and wings green oaks boulevard in arlington texas for some great draft talk and some great food and some great sports atmosphere so one that had to get hey we had to pay the bills man so um, we <laughs> all right so i i want to say um it is a, pl- a pleasure and uh i'm not I'm, I'm gonna just say this real quick because the way we quote unquote met is that we both share the same barber the dopest the dopest barber on the planet that would be yeah. ken hill and uh <laughs> while you in the chair he FaceTimed me and asked yep. me what was I doing and I said I'm not going to say what I said but you remember yeah, what I yeah, said yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember that I'll always remember that hey I was just being real man I was just being there real alright Jose so let's talk about this man let's start with this pandemic how are you guys holding up man how, how are you doing how's your family how's your son you said he's going to be two years old in a couple days Josiah yeah. is his name how's he Josiah. doing and how, how's the girlfriend doing Everybody's doing good. Um, we're hanging out uh, here in Frisco, you know, um, taking it day by day, hoping, you know, baseball comes back soon. Um, I was actually riding my bike for a long time. I was riding my bike for about a month and a half. And then I go to ride my bike one morning. It's gone. Someone stole my bike. <laughs> so I can't ride my bike no more. Uh, but I've been uh, I've been golfing a lot, uh, hanging out with the family. Like you said, hanging out with my son, enjoying the family time now because I know once the season gets going, it's it's going to be all business, right? Uh, and have you heard anything? I mean, I know the players, the players, and the owners, and the MLBPA or whatever the case may be are going back and forth with this, yeah, possible. Um, I guess shortened season. It's going to be a shortened season. Yeah. And I know yeah. I had talked when I talked to Colin in the last segment. It was more or less uh, targeting July fourth. Yeah, that's what that's what we're hearing too. Um, I mean, I get a couple of information, you know, bullets every now and then, but I think obviously short season, um, and you know, players want to be compensated for what they do, and you know, the owners, you know, want to put, you know, they want to sell tickets, they want to create revenue. So I mean, it's just going to be it's, it's going to be a back and forth, uh, back and forth thing. Um, I think overall. We're going to get a deal done, and we're going to get out there. We're going to be playing some baseball pretty soon, I hope. Me too, man, because uh, baseball yeah. definitely is my favorite sport. Yeah. Uh, it's probably the sport that I played the best, and um, it just never worked out for me on this end. And uh, just so you know, I, I have a bit of a caveat. Uh, the Oakland okay. A's are my favorite team. So Really? Why is that? You got a favorite player over there? And, well, the first part of my life, I grew up in California, in Oakland. And my, and my dad played semi-pro baseball out there And that's when I first fell in love with the sport And he knew a lot of people that played on the, on the A's So 
they yeah. they were the first team I ever knew, and it just yeah. kind of stuck. But I wasn't going to wear my Oakland A's hat and jersey while I had you on the, on <laughs> on the interview with oh. me. So, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> All right, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so once again, we're talking to Jose Trevino, catcher for the Texas Rangers, courtesy of the BGC Sports Fork Talk Eatery Sports Hotline, where the food is hashtag forking delicious, and he seems to be, as as many of us are very hopeful, um, I don't know about the optimism scale, but we're very hopeful that the baseball season will start soon, so, so it's going to be a, a, a spring training part two. Yeah. So it'd be really summer training because we're already into June. Have yes. they have they laid out anything as far as some type of structure or schedule or are we too are we too far away to be discussing that as far as um the players coming back getting getting back into baseball shape? Um I think I don't think we're far at all from that. I think those discussions are going on internally. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously haven't told us anything. Obviously they're like, "Hey, you know, they gave us a date to where you know, they wanted us ready by, you know, June 10th, like be ready. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's kind of like, Hey, like the last couple of weeks we've been preparing to where it's like, Hey, we're going to be getting ready as if we're going to play, you know, July. So whatever we have to do, whether it's June, something for spring training or it's the beginning of June or the middle of June and wherever it's at, you know, we have to be ready to go. That way, whenever we do start playing or whenever we do start spring training, summer training, it doesn't have to take that much time for us to be ready. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think with the team that we have, I honestly feel like we're going to be one of the most prepared teams just because we have workouts and we're keeping in touch with everybody and everybody's doing you know what they're supposed to do and everybody has access to it while they're being safe. So. It's, it's, it's good. I know for some other teams, like some, some teams can't even go to their field. Mm-hmm. Some teams, you know, have trouble finding a gym. Some guys have, have trouble finding a cage. So I think I think we kind of have an advantage uh, when it comes to that point. Yeah, and with the news that came out last week with the Texas government saying that yeah. 25% capacity for uh, indoor um, or was it outdoor? Indoor or outdoor? One of the two. Yeah. Um, capacity, which AT&T Stadium and the new Rangers field in or the Globe Life Park or Globe Life Field rather yeah. in Arlington and Minute Maid Park down in Houston may uh-huh. not may not qualify for that because they are retractable roofs, which means again yeah. they could be open or closed. So once again, yeah. Willie Epting Jr. on the line with Jose Trevino hit twenty five home runs his senior year <laughs> oh, at John Paul the <laughs> second oh, baseball booster potluck dinner and all that good stuff. Oh, you had your retired. Uh, your number retired at that that situation, and you led that team, or you led your school your school to back to back state titles in 2010, 2011 on the phone or on the line with me as we were talking some uh, some major league baseball and really not anything going on on the field. But you know, we're look as fans. I'm a fan of the game first. Uh, yeah. You know this this whole this whole show. And my other show, uh, the Shake Back Sports Show, that you can hear on the twelves and sixes Central Standard Time, Saturday and Sunday. Um, it's it's all about um, processes, and yeah. you are particularly now you you you're at the highest level of your professional sport. Mm-hmm. 
Give us a, a small soliloquy of what it took because I know you've had some injuries in there as well. Um, yeah. the, the shoulder injury and a, and a what was it? What was it? A, a toe or wow. maybe. A quad injury. Quad injury. Okay, so yeah. man, just describe the, for the people that may not know um, what it takes mentally as well yeah. as physically to get to where you are. Yeah, um, you know, it's for me. You know, I'm big. I'm big in the community. I'm big with uh, you know younger kids that want to play professional baseball. I'm like, hey, if you have a question, don't be afraid to ask. Me. I'm an open book. Like, I feel like if. If I leave this earth with the information that I have and I haven't, you know, dispersed it to the people that want it or need it or want to hear it, I feel like I didn't do justice. Like I didn't do any, I didn't do anything for myself and I didn't do anything for anybody else. So I'm first and foremost, I'm big on that. So like if I have information and it doesn't matter, honestly, it don't matter if, if you're on my tail, you could take my job in the big leagues. It is my job to make you the best player, person, you know, competitor athlete that you are um and i and if i think that you know if i don't spread that to you i feel i feel bad and i'm like you know what man like i feel like i should tell you this and i, and I say it and i'm like you can take it with a grain of salt you can take it whatever, you, whatever you want it can help you it can hurt you but i just want you to know this is how it works for me so for me personally the process has been a big big thing for me um you know growing up in south texas they call it you know a, a, a South Texas grit to where it's like, hey, you never give up, you never give in, no matter what the circumstances. And um, in college, I carried that all the way through college. I, I carried it through pro ball. So when it comes to the injuries, it's like, you know what? Like, I'll take. I usually give myself twenty four hours to just feel down on myself and ask questions like, why did this happen? Did I not warm up? Um, am I not taking care of my body? Did I not get enough rest? You know, I take 24 hours to just digest everything that could have possibly happened. That way, the next time around, it doesn't happen again. And then after those 24 hours, it's full attack mode on how I can be better, to be honest. How I can be better, how I can, you know, um, make sure this doesn't happen again. Uh, and like I said, if I have any information, maybe someone's, you know, shoulder or quads bothering them, and I'm going to go, hey, try this out. Why don't you try this stretch out? You know, mm -hmm. and then for me, just going through that process of like healing and feeling myself ill and having the patience and oh man patience is big with injuries especially big injuries mm -hmm. uh, because you know you have a goal to reach and you're like man I feel like I'm right there and just boom you get taken back down and then you keep reaching 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 and boom you get taken back down and then all of a sudden for me I feel like it's an advantage not an advantage when I get hurt of course I don't like being hurt but when I get hurt it helps me mentally Right, because right. All of a sudden, I find something where I'm like, "Hey, you know what? Like, we'll pick a date here. We'll be ready by here. This is where we want to be here." And I just go down the list, you know. And I'm like, "Okay, mm -hmm. this is where I want to be. I want to be ninety percent." And and most of the time, it's what the trainers give to where you're like, "Hey, you want to feel fifty percent here, eighty percent here." And I've always been one to be like, eight weeks? Nah, let's make it five. Right. Let's make it five weeks, you know. And and just kind of having that resilience where it's like, you know what, like. Everybody else is saying eight. I'm saying five. I'm going to try to be ready in five. And if I'm ready in six, perfect. If I'm ready in seven, okay. If I'm ready in eight, all right, well, I fully healed. So um, things like that. And I think if you don't have a process to these things, it, it will eat you up. Yeah. Especially the injuries that I've been through. And I took a, I took a foul ball off my finger this year, mm -hmm. broke my finger. And I'm, you know, I'm, 
I was like, man, I'm going to have a good year. I can't wait. You know, I'm going to win. I can't wait to see my buddies. Can't wait to have some fun. Second game in spring training, I can't control the foul ball that hits off my finger. Mm-hmm. You know, and it stinks. And it's, in my, it's on my throwing hand where I'm like, man, I can't even throw. I can't swing. So the process of having to lay that foundation going, okay, we, need, I, we know we need to ice it. We know it needs to heal. But after it heals, we need to be able to push it. And once we push it, it creates that healing, and then we're good to go. Okay, cool, man. That's, that's some good sound advice. And uh, speaking of everything that you like to do in the community, I am talking to Mr. Hip Hop Jose Trevino, <laughs> catcher for the Texas Rangers, 2018 winner of the Keeper of the Game Award. Yeah. Tell, tell yeah. us. I want to. I wanted you. I want you. I want to you. Or I want you to explain that, and then I have one other subject that I'm going to ask you about as we're okay. really winding down the segment already, man. Golly, yeah. Um, got a little uh, about four and a half minutes left to go. So talk about the uh, the keeper of the okay. uh, game award, real quick. Okay. So pretty much the keeper of the game award is an award that they give out here in uh, the DFW area. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a player that you know plays for the Rangers. It could be anybody in the minor league community that lives here, you know, has a part to do in DFW um, that gives back to their community, honestly. And it's, uh, they pretty much pick you and they choose you. They invite you out to a dinner. You go, you accept your award. Um, you have a Q and a, you, you, they ask you some questions and you talk, but I mean, it's, it's honestly, it was like, I've always strived on giving back to the community for me that award meant a lot to me. Like yeah. I was like, man, this is a great award. I hang it up in my, you know, in my dresser along with the other awards that I have. Uh-huh. There's one more award that I would love to get, the Roberto Clemente Award. Oh, if I absolutely. get the Roberto Clemente Award, I, I know I can go, you know, to my grave. I can go peacefully. And I'm like, okay, I made a change in the community for, for the better. Yeah, and that 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 award is similar to the Walter Payton Man of the Year award yeah. in the NFL. Yep. And I see that your the the your cause or your your passion about it is special needs for yes. young adults and kids and as a bro- or as as a person that has a 30-year-old brother that has like the worst degree of autism um, out there I can say man thank you for that and, and it's oh, very yeah. much appreciative alright so we got about three minutes left to go in the show um, I wanted to ask you I actually want to take you back in history okay. take me back to June 17th man whoa <laughs> 2018 whoa, whoa. Uh, three minutes oh that's gonna be tough um well, so I mean, I we'll, we'll be able to do, we'll be able to do it again. We'll be able to do it again if 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 we'll finish up in another episode if that's okay with you. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So I wasn't I wasn't supposed to be there. Uh huh. Um, there was an injury that happened. They called me up from Frisco Double A. Wasn't playing well. Ended up getting called up. Uh, driving to the stadium, almost ran out of gas. Um, this was on the fifteenth. Uh, I get to the game late. Uh, our catcher gets hurt. So they put me in. And the 15th, I didn't get any hits. I was really nervous, kind of like, man, like kind of shaky a little bit. But the next day, I ended up starting the next day, and that's the 16th, um, a day before Father's Day. Uh-huh. Um, so six days before that, I had had my first, my, my son, Josiah. Uh-huh. Um, and that weekend was just a whole crazy whirlwind of emotion, man. Uh, I got my first hit on the 16th. The 17th came around. They told me, hey, tomorrow you're probably going to go down to Frisco and be in the double-A lineup. So, okay. 
that's fine with me. Like, I got my first hit. I'm a big leaguer. Like, this is crazy. Now I know what I what the taste is in my mouth. I know what it is. It makes me hungry, you know. And all of a sudden, you know, our catcher gets hit in the foot, and they're like, hey, defensive replacement, Trevino, get in there. And I'm like, man, we're down like five or six runs. I'm like seventh in the lineup. I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm coming up. And as the spots kept going, I was like, I feel something coming. I, and I remember talking to the security guy. I said, man, I – I have a weird feeling about something. I don't know what it is, but I have a weird feeling. Jose, we got a little bit more than a minute, so uh, I hate to to do that, but yeah. No, you're good. So basically what happened, I got to a three and two count, just like in the backyard. Guy threw me a pitch. (laughs) I ended up getting a base hit over the shortstop head, and we won the game on a walk-off on Father's Day. Yep, and that hit made you the fourth catcher in Rangers history to post a (laughs) game-ending hit. With yeah. the team trailing, you are in exclusive company with Mike Stanley. Yes. Pudge Rodriguez. Uh-huh. And Jonathan Lucroy. That's Lucroy. pretty exclusive yeah. company, man. So Yeah, that's really good company. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, we're winding down the show. Uh Jose, uh social media information real quick. Uh you can follow me, Twitter, Instagram, hit with Jose5. Um that's that's all I that's all I really have. If you have any questions, I'm there. Okay. And once again, we appreciate you coming on the hashtag Brothers of Baseball show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. For the dopest engineer in the game, big day. Hip hop Jose Trevino. And your boy Willie Epstein Jr., man. We sign off for now. Up next is my big homie from Press Box to Press Roll with Donald Weir. Y'all make sure y'all check on, check him out. Y'all hug each other, love each other, and we are out. We out. Peace.